Hello Rockers and Mercurians, it's Rock Mercury here and welcome to the Rock Mercury Podcast. Today we're going to be discussing the importance of having a financial strategy. We're going to kind of cover a few of the ones that I think are the most prominent in the industry. This is by no means financial advice. We're just discussing what we, um, you know, different ways to, um, you know, to kind of plan out your finances. And like, you know, so, so if you have other ways that work, it's all good as long as you have a financial strategy that you feel like is viable for the long term um, and to get and to reach your goals, whatever your goals are, whether they're short term or they're um, or um, long term, it depends. So whatever, whatever one works for you, that that matters. You know, you want to just make sure that you are doing the right thing that works for your financial structure. But I'm going to talk about real estate today. We're going to talk about life insurance plans. We're going to talk about stocks, you know, investing in the stock market, the crypto market, which is we're only going to touch on that a little bit. If you want to talk, if you want to hear more about the crypto market, I do have a complete um, podcast where I discuss all of the crypto market. So, well, as much as I, as much as I know about, so you can check that out on my podcast. Again, the podcast is available on all platforms, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you are, you can reach um, the the Rock Mercury podcast. Any any podcast station you can think of. Um, so let's get into that. I'm gonna eat my delicious food while I am um, discussing this topic, and you know, just just do the. And again, I'll say one more time: this is not financial advice. These are things that I'm thinking about. It's gonna be a discussion about why um, there's different there's different ways to plan it so that you're not just having the money come in and go out. You never see it again, um, and so you just want to like have an idea of a way to also find ways to make your money work for you or to allow your money to work for you. So before we get into that, let me to go over exactly what I'm eating today because um, it's pretty much the same thing I eat pretty a lot now. I'm, I'm, I'm finding that I'm enjoying eating a similar meal each day, which is a nice salad. So I have a nice kale salad with some cucumber, cherry tomatoes, hemp seeds, um, salt, uh, sea salt, um, key lime is the main dressing on here. I don't really use any extra oil because I do use some oil for my stir fry, so I don't really add oil to this dressing, to the dressing for the actual salad. I kind of like to keep it raw. If you see the, you can see the bottom of the kale and everything, and have a lot of the seasoning seasonings in here like sage, oregano, all the types of um, a very good, a good, um, very good like healthy, healthy, more alkaline friendly foods. So we have that in here. Then I have some stir fry, I put it in a bowl this time. Um, the stir fry includes oyster mushrooms, um, burrow bananas, all um, all kind of flash fried. Um, I don't have any coconut meat in this, I need to go buy some more of that, I love coconut. Usually I always have coconut and everything, coconut is so good. But not today, we have some um, baby bell peppers, um, squash, squash is really good. Um, what else do I put in here? I think that's about the main things I put in this one. Oh, and I put some of the kale stems. Kind of like eating the kale stems in my salad. So I just cut them up and like let them cook within the stir fry. So they're a little bit softer and tender. Um, so we have that. Um, oh, we took tomatillo. There's tomatillo in here as well. And actually, that's right, you know. I do have, um, I do have some tomatillo salsa that I want to add to this. Uh, maybe I'll grab that. I'll grab that. Possibly, I may not need it, I don't know, because this might be already perfect enough. 
Then I have some amaranth here as well. This is some amaranth, delicious amaranth. I'm all for that. So, so good. Um, it's the ancient grain. I cooked it with, you know, bay leaf, let it saute for a while, and let it cook on low, um, covered it and everything. And I put some um, key lime on top of it and I um, glazed it with some date. So some date syrup. The date syrup is pure, pure date syrup. You know, nothing else. I don't have anything, any other, any, anything else with dates in there. So, um, all right, let's get into it. Looks like we have some, some comments already we're gonna get to. Let's see, so, um, Nika is asking, I don't go on TikTok anymore. Well, TikTok is a racist app, um, and they have allowed their um, supremacists to get me banned again on there, um, or suspended. It's a suspension ends today, but like, you know, they support a lot of racism over there. So I am um, off until tonight. I'm probably gonna go on again, maybe later on tonight, but I'm gonna definitely discuss some of the things that have happened. Um, but yeah, that's, that's why I'm not on TikTok right now. She says she hates cucumbers. Cucumbers are very good with, for water and have a lot of vitamins and minerals in them, depending on where you get them from. Um, okay, then I have John Dantas says, delicious. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. I'm excited for this meal, very excited. So let's jump into it and let's talk about financial strategies. Financial strategies. So first of all, what does financial strategy even mean? You know, a lot of people, their financial strategy, like the average person, they're going to work, they're living pay paycheck to paycheck, which is a real situation. I get that, and I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of empathy towards that situation. Like a lot of us are. Oh, before I do that, like I am wearing Rock Mercury today. This is the Rock Mercury logo, Rock Mercury on the sleeves, you know, and Rock Mercury on the back. Can't see that from Man Brand. This is a Man Brand Rock Mercury collection. So you guys can get this on the RockMercury.com website, and you can check it out on the shop. So this is available. You might have to scroll a bit because we have a lot of products on there, but this is available on the website if you guys would like anything like this. Um, it's available. So, all right, let's jump into this right here, right now. So the average person, they're going to work, they're working their nine to five, um, doing the best they can to, you know, balance the bills, the insurance, the, the gas prices as they are, you know, um, maybe school prices, depending on if they're in school or if they're, they have kids that are in school, you know? There's just all kind of expenses that just draw out that money. It's just, it, very, it often seems as if there's not even enough um, money for the month. You know, most people live in that kind of realm, and that's real. That's a real situation. Um, and people are like, how can I try to plan finances when I can barely even you know, handle the finances that, are, that I'm dealing with now. Like people are immediately think that, they're like that's, it's too stressful, they just kind of let it go and they end up spending money unnecessary, some of it that could be going towards, um, going towards a financial plan because they don't realize, or a lot of us don't realize how even a small amount of money per month or, you know, you know it adds up, whether it's per month, per week, whatever, whenever you get paid or if you're taking some money out of it, um, and adding to adding it to, you know, your your bigger plan, and especially if it's, if it's gaining some kind of interest or things like that, then that can be something that I'm just gonna put this in here. I'm putting all my I'm gonna mix this salad up together, um, but that can be something that that really adds up and accrues a lot of extra income um, that can sustain you, so that you don't always have to work. You know, like that. Like the, that, that kind of model, it breaks apart. The second you get sick one day, you know, you get sick or, or a loved one gets sick, you have to be there for them. Um, it breaks apart if, 
you are, um, if you change states or, you know, you, you lose the passion for that job, like it could be a lot of things. You can start feeling like a slave to your job because your whole monthly month, um, your month to month becomes dependent on that situation. And then once you have kids, your kid's life becomes dependent on this job that you may not even like anymore. And these, and the, um, and the bosses know that. Um, they know that most of the employees aren't in, they're not really doing what they would like to do. You know, nobody really, well, sorry, some people want to be employees. I'm not going to negate that. There's some people who love being part of a team. Um, but let's be real, a lot of these companies aren't structured in a way that we're just so excited to go to work. If that was the case, then people wouldn't be looking forward to Friday so often. They're just like, oh my God, it's Friday, finally. Which, by the way, is Saturday right now, and I'm still working right now. This is work to me, because I get paid from this. Um, but this is work that I love doing. This is work that I don't need to do, technically, but I enjoy it. it I profit from it in multiple ways, whether it's exposure, um, monetarily, because I get paid from a, for, for views for these when I, when I re-upload them. Um, you know, I find there's different ways that I, I gain profit from even just being on here right now. And so that's an important thing to kind of look at. Um, what you're doing, like, are you going to be able to keep doing the things you're doing that's, make, that's making your living now? Do you even want to do that? And if you got sick or injured, would you even be able to? Would it even be something that's viable to continue? Um, that's, these are very important situations, right? I'm going to add my amaranth in here too. I might as, you know, might as well. Usually I kind of have it on the side, but I'm thinking today I'm just going to add all of this together. Make a full out kind of full out like mixed salad moment here. Excited for that. It's going to be so good. Um, and so, and then, uh, then also like whenever, when, because the money is often, you know, there's not enough money for the month. Um, people then depend on the banks and they depend on credit cards and credit lines, um, loans and all kind of things that can, um, can accrue so much interest that you end up working for the bank in a way because you're paying the bank just trying to, just trying to survive, just trying to stay above water. Usually these people have no financial strategy or the financial strategy is defunct because technically it is if they're doing it consistently over and over again, that kind of is a strategy. Like that's what... That's just a system they're doing, but it doesn't mean that it's a strategy that is um, is effective or the best use of their resources, you know. And um, I want to discuss one way that I feel like can kind of alleviate a lot of these situations. I'm learning about it more and more now. And um, full disclosure, I've actually haven't taken full action on it, but I've been learning about it for a lot, for a lot of years. But lately, I've been researching it even more. But it's the life insurance method is being able to to bet on yourself, you know, to borrow, to be your own bank, to be your own bank with a um, with a type of life insurance where you're not worried. Like, yeah, yeah, life insurance, life insurance, we usually think about, oh, it's, it's for when you pass away, your family doesn't have to, you know, pay your, your expenses and all kind of things like that. That's usually what we think about when we think of life insurance. But the rich, the richest of the richest are using that as, are using it as a haven in their own personal bank. Because unlike other like checking accounts or loans or things like that, or um, even in the stock market when you when you get a big a big win, you have to pay all these taxes on it. Life insurance is a very special depending on the depending on the system, depending on the type you get. Um, life insurance can be a very special uh, and important method for you to protect your money from you know crazy taxes over time and um, and also from like 
from having to rely on a bank and pre-approvals and things for um, to purchase assets that you care about. You know, like a lot of people are thinking like, oh, well, I have lots of cash. I'm making lots of cash right now. Will you always be making lots of cash? Is that something that's going to always be available for you? You know, will you always be able to have that that cash flow available? And even if you do, like, couldn't, you, couldn't that money be doing more for you if it was invested in another realm other than paying for a big purchase like a car or something? Like if you're about to purchase a whole car, wouldn't that wouldn't it be nice to still have that money in your bank somehow? Well, life insurance plan, depending on how you structure it, can be something of that type. I'm not saying exactly, but it's there's a way there's a um a way basically to put it in the most simple sense as I can. Um, you create a like it's like a created life life insurance plan. Um, very light on the after death benefits because you're like uh, just enough to keep you, um, just enough to keep you you know illegally being a life insurance policy for the for the tax benefit parts of it. But you basically pay the taxes ahead, um, up, up front, and then you put the um, you put your life insurance money into that account, and you're able to pull out from your own bank, like your own life insurance plan, as if it's a bank. Um, within like a few days, it comes. You, you request it, you get it within a few days. There's no limit time that you can get. They don't ask you what you're using it for, nothing like that. Um, but as you're using that money, let's say you use it to buy a car. If you bought it just regular cash, that money is out, it's gone, it's, it's, it's to the car dealership, they have it. If you, were to, if you were to get that money off of your life insurance, then you'll be able, depending on how you structure it, you'll be able to, yeah, pull that money out of cash, buy it, but the money still shows in your life insurance plan because you're borrowing it from yourself. And so you're still gaining interest while it's, even while you spent it. You already spent the money, but you're still making money on that. You're still making money on that um that purchase as you're even as you're paying it back you know even as you're putting money more money back into your life insurance plan like you're still getting you're still you don't have to pay those like you already paid the taxes on it so any gains from it you not you don't technically have to um you don't you don't have to um pay i mean i'm sure it's different in different states from state to states but apparently most states work this way where um you just save so much money by being able to borrow it from yourself and still having your money accrue, like, you know, major percentages. I'm not going to give you percentages right now because it depends. It really depends on what plan you have. But it can be quite a sufficient amount of percentages that you are able to gain just by um, just by borrowing from yourself instead of a bank. You know, let me get into this delicious salad. I've that mixed it all up. It's looking really good. Um, that mixed salad. I love having it separate first just so I can... Let it all cool down and kind of get to a similar temperature. Then kind of grub on. Mmm. Oh, that was wonderful. That was wonderful. Delicious, delicious salad. So, these are tips that the wealthy, the wealthy people use. The wealthiest of the of them all. They're cheap for a reason. They really plan their money out. They're putting. Sometimes from maybe 40000 into these plans or maybe in the millions, it could be up. Like there's no limit for a lot of these plans depending on which one you get. There may be a limit on how much you can draw out each year or month or something. I'm not sure. It depends, it depends on who you open it with. But there's no limit for the actual plans themselves. So that's one method. The cool thing about that, and we'll parlay it into... Real estate investments. I do work in real estate. I've been worked, I worked in real estate for the last over 10 years. 
let's say that money you pulled out, let's say you had a million dollars in, you pulled out $500,000 from your life insurance plan, um, and you buy a property with it. Now, you have an asset that's accruing, accruing in, interest and income with the money that's also accruing money and accruing interest within your, uh, your, your investment account. So within your, um, within your life insurance plan. So your life insurance plan is gaining, is accruing and generating profit or interest. And also the property itself is generating um, interest. Of course, at times it may go up and down depending on the market. But the plan itself is pretty steady. Pretty steady over time. So you're doing the same action. You're still paying for things. You're still buying things. But it's the way you do it creates a whole different experience. So imagine, just for a second, think about everything you purchased from in your life so far, since you're 18, because I think you couldn't do this. I don't know, I guess some people could. I think there might you might be able to do it under 18. I'm not sure, but like check check with your local CPA and your local investment advisors. Um, find a really good one, though. Find one that talks about betting, um, betting on yourself or investing, um, lending to yourself kind of thing, like making sure, make sure it's somebody, because there's only a few of them who are really trained within this realm of um of this type of life insurance plans but make sure you check with them but like let's say from your since you're 18 this for just to be safe everything you purchase imagine if all that money that you purchased all the things you purchased were still accruing money so as if all the money was still in your bank unlike the bank system where when it's out of your account it's out your account like there's nothing there's nothing accruing in there the percentage they do give you when you have something in a, a savings account at the bank it's such a tiny, minuscule amount, like a point point zero one percent or something crazy like that. Um, um, you'd be lucky to get a dollar after years, and it's like okay, not a great, int- not a, not a great investment. You know, if you put it, if you just leave it in the bank, because the bank wants to profit. Believe that they're making more money up. They're making more money off you for sure. A lot of these, a lot of these, a lot of these advisors, investment advisors, they are managing your funds, and you think like, oh, it's fine. I have my things being managed, and my my retirement is being managed by somebody who's smarter than me or whatever, um, an investment banker. But we're not realizing that those fees that seem small, like oh, it's only one point seven, one point eight percent of um of of fees per year or something, you know, that adds up to a lot. Like I think I think the the amount is like nearly thirty percent over the lifetime of your policy or like or your management with this with that person. So that's a lot of money, especially if you're working your doing your hard earned money and they're and they're able to besides the fees, they're um they're not being as aggressive or um investing the way that you could be investing without those fees. Well they're gonna retire before you do. Um, it's very important to look at these situations and think, hmm, what fundamental moves can I make that'll change the way that I use money day to day? Because it only works if it's day to day. If you're doing it, and so if you're, let's say everything, like you're going shopping for your groceries, you're going to buy new clothes, you're paying your rent, like whatever things you're doing with this money, imagine all of that for all these years and it's still accruing money. It's still accruing wealth within your account. 
within your policy. Now, it sounds confusing, because it is a little bit, but the whole system is confusing. But that part of it, part of it right there, if that's possible, and it's being done so, so often, wouldn't it be worth learning that or getting with somebody who knows it to set that up for yourself? So that you say, okay, I need a lump sum of money for the next month. I'm gonna you know, call them five days ahead so I can be transferred properly over to my account. I'm saying, okay, I need 100 grand sent over to my checking. Five days later, you're, it's over there. You know, depending on, what, depending on what, who you're working with, it could be even sooner, I don't know. But I think it's a very interesting, interesting method. And you can also use that money if you want to invest in the stock market. Which I have not invested much in the stock market. I've dibbled and dabbled before, but honestly, I've been nervous about it. And I know why. Because a lot of us are nervous about the stock market stock market. They make it seem confusing from the from the forefront to deter people from understanding where some, there's some real real wealth. Now, at the end of the day, it's still a gambling situation unless you're really watching. Even if you're really watching the markets, it can still be similar, similar to gambling. Because you can predict something's going to happen. And if it cannot happen, you can lose money. So, But these there are trends. With gambling, you may not have a trend. A lot of gambling, when you think of like New York gambling, not New York, um, Las Vegas gambling, you think of... Um, people in there that there's not really a trend of how long how often that machine is going to actually pay out you know it may never pay out it's a machine it could it could be rigged from day one there could be somebody on the top floor watching the cameras and controlling these machines for, for all we know so there's no trend to that there's no information about the makers of the of the of the, of the slot machine or you know what's happening within the slot machine that's gonna change the outcome of your possibility of winning a lot of money the next time you, you know, cha-ching, you know, next time you like try to, you bet. Or even in a card game, that's even worse. There's no history to the card games. With stocks, there is history. The history doesn't always repeat itself, but you know, patterns are called patterns for a reason. And over time, we've seen there to be patterns. I mean, some things have, you know, been similar through different circumstances. So it's very different than it's not it's very different than gambling. Even though it's, it's some similarities because if you're not always right with how much you bet, there's still a, enough of a difference that creates people a whole life. There's people who live their whole life on their computers and they're just trading stocks all day. They're, they're doing day trades, um, trading, 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 making hundred a day, a thousand a day. 10,000 a day, 100,000 a day, a million a day. There's people who do that. They do day trades, they do, you can do like longer trades, like a hold and trade. You could do long-term situation where you do it for um, years. You can, you can invest in index accounts, um, have your highs, like your highs are like not the highest, but then your lows are mitigated. You, you mitigate your lows in order to protect yourself and still gain some of the highs. You know, so you're not you're not risking as much as you would if you were to directly be um, trading within the market. Like there's people that train you in this. There's people that, that have information and have the and share what they what they um, invest in. 
they may not share the exact amount, but they'll show you the trends of what they think is something that is of good interest. And you decide how much you want to invest in that. You decide how much you want to put your money into it. Um, my favorite is still real estate because I've been involved in it so long. And it's a real property you can actually use. So you've all this money in real estate. You actually go to these properties. You can actually, like, you have utility for these properties. Even if they're rented out, there's still, there's still utility to it. You know, there's different, there's different rules in different states where you can get even rebates and get different um, tax write-offs for the depreciation of your property. And there's all kinds of things you can do when you have an actual physical property. And I just love the land of it, too. I think land is king, in my, in my opinion. And that's why I haven't really focused as much in the stock market but people, there's a lot to be made there. There's a lot, if you have a strategy and if you're willing to put the time in to learn how to read these charts and learn how to be an educated investor, you know, the sky's the limit for you. There's people who have just left their entire jobs, created companies off of stock market, you know, and I'm interested in playing around with it, but I don't, I personally, my method with that, with any of these, is not to invest more than, more than it's gonna hurt you. At the beginning, especially, because you're learning. Be willing to go to zero with whatever money you're investing at the because you're learning things. You're still trying to figure out the trends. You're trying to figure out um, situation. Even with the life insurance policy, with the right one, you choose how much you put into it every year. And with that structure of being able to be able being able to access your um, your cash flow. Before death, of course, um, with that flow, you can decide. You know what? I don't want. I don't need to, there to be that much left over after I pass away. Maybe you don't even have anybody in your life. Maybe you have family, but you want them to be taken care of. But you know that even a smaller amount will keep your your prices low, your fees low, and the commissions low enough within the you know within that life insurance policy to be able to. Um, to be able to profit more while you're living and, and use it as an actual bank instead of having all these extra fees. So, this only happens and you only benefit when you have a plan, when you have a strategy for what you're creating. When the strategy is intact, to the moon you can go and that's been and for honestly that's been a challenging one for me because like even when i when i was um when i get like really big checks or things like that like i you know it's hard to not want to go spend it or want to go you know invest it and like i like invested in something that's not going to pay back the same amount you know and and with with the whole system of life insurance it feels like anything you put your put your money in you're losing it if you don't have a life insurance plan in that kind of way. So I'm very interested in going into that. And if I go into it, I do want to discuss it more with you guys. I, I want to um, talk about who I end up working with or, you know, that whole system. I've been studying it for so long. I've still been nervous because it's, for some reason, also, when I think life insurance, I, just, I do, I think of death. And it's, like, very scary to think of something like that. And I think that's part of the fear that blocks people from this amazing reality, this amazing opportunity to be your own bank. Nobody wants to think about life insurance. Like that sounds like the most boring, scariest thing. It's like, oh my gosh, like it's it's like sitting there talking about when I'm gonna die. Like what? Well, scary. 
Very scary. But fear can block you. Fear, fear will block you from where you can go. Fear will block you from possibilities every day. Within the moment you even fear, like whenever, whenever you even have a second, a microsecond of fear, that fear is blocking a possibility. It's blocking an idea that could change your life. It's blocking a moment you can enjoy. Fear can block you from so much. And that's probably why this big secret or this big concept of being your own bank through life insurance is, you know, not known by many. People don't really think of that. People think, I just got to keep saving. I got to keep saving. Saving in what? Saving as inflation goes up the roof. They said we were like around 7% inflation last year. And your money in a savings account, getting such a tiny amount of percentage of, um, of uh, accruing of, of interest. I think barely any banks even do above 1%. But it's going, but your value of your dollar is going down to 7% just because of how our financial structure works. The the dollar is becoming less and less valuable. Right? They print more and more money. It's not even your fault. It's just natural. It doesn't have to be, but that's how how it is. That's how they've chosen to create this Ponzi scheme of a system. Well, from... In my in my opinion, I look I look at it and think, oh well, they created a loophole within a corrupted system. And here's that loophole: the life insurance is a loophole. So, I'm very curious about it. It won't be the only place I invest in. It definitely will not be. I know. Mean, um, I also think it's very important to invest in yourself. Because then you invest in yourself, you uh, you um, heighten the amount of money you can even earn. Whether it be an education for yourself and health for yourself, because you can't make money if you're not healthy. Or you can, what's the point of it? You're just gonna spend it back on trying to get better. You know? And health is your true wealth anyways. So, um, Investing yourself is, is major is a major strategy. So even if you took a percentage of the money you made every week or every month, and you decided, okay, I'm putting this money towards my own self development, or I'm putting this money towards my insurance policy, my life insurance policy, or I'm putting this money um, to my real estate investments, or I'm putting this money into st- the stock market, or I'm putting this money into the crypto market, which we're going to talk about in a second too. That's going to be the next thing we talk about. Or, you can change all the ors I said into ands. I'm doing real estate and life insurance and stock and crypto and, you know, diversity. One market crashes, you still have other ones available for you. That's my plan. That's my plan and whichever ones I feel more confident in, they're the ones that get more of my investment. But no matter what it is, I'm still willing to go to zero with all of it. With any, with any of them. But knowing that by the trends, 
that's unlikely to fully happen. Like, I do want to have some of those. Like, maybe even after that, I still have some liquid money. Like, they buy resources as well. You can get, you can actually buy resources. There's people who made money in the forex, the forex, which is like buying resources. You know, the forex industry, or the market. That market, I don't even know enough to talk about, to be honest. I've studied a bit on it, but I don't know enough to discuss it with you guys. But I do know people make a lot of money in Forex. I also know people lost a lot of money before too, like anything. Financial strategy, strategy doesn't always mean risk. In fact, it's more risky to not even have any strategy at all. In discussing ri risk, let's talk about crypto. So if crypto is one of your investment pl um, platforms, that might be a little shifty if you put too much money into it, right? It's a newer technology. It doesn't have much history to it that you can study the trends for enough years, you know, with the stock market, you can go back, you know, how many years? Let's see. When did the stock market start? Here's what I found. It said, a brief history of the stock market. Although the first stock market began in Amsterdam in 1611, Americans didn't get into the stock market until, he says, hold on, let me read the rest. Um, hold on, I got lost it. To the 1700s? I wish I could read from, the, from where it started off before it ended. Alright, well, it looks like the 1700s. Let me try one more time. When did the stock market begin? Here's how the markets did. Oh, I don't about that. When did the stock market originate? Here's an answer from worldatlas.com. A genuine way stock the market 1500s. started way in the 1500s when the countries in the Western world began engaging in business activities with each other. Amazing. I'm sure there's way more to that, of course. But just an idea of 1500s. Let's just say the 1500s. I'm sure there's even, I'm sure there's like more... It's like way later for America because America's a younger country. But um, 1500s, you can start looking at seeing different trends because human nature has stayed very consistent throughout the years. We're even wearing a lot of the same things, which I mean simple. Like the clothing, they look exactly the same, but a lot of the average person, the people in the, the, people in the world, not the, not the wealthy fashion and things, but like just the people in the world, a lot of them are wearing things that don't have much logo, very simple clothing, um, very non-discreet, um, or discreet, I don't know, where things that just aren't flashy. One tone colors on a shirt and pants. I mean, you, when you go to a, a, a beach or somewhere public, the, most people are wearing simple clothing, still to this day. People are still eating every day, if they can. Um, people still value family. 
even if they after they don't, like a lot of the traumas come from the their family. They may be like, I'm against everybody, you know, whatever they may say, but like still their actual their actual like mentality and how they were built was based on a familial, like familial importance. You know, people are still, you know, bartering and they're still like hunting and there's still things people are doing. There's, there's nature to it. There's human nature to it. With the crypto market, it's it's a newer situation. Awesome. When did cryptocurrency originate? Cryptocurrency was formed in 2009. <laughs> I was 19. I was 19 when it started. Not a lot, not a lot of not a lot of data. 2009. I there's not a lot of data in there. Is it uh, is it not worthwhile because because of that? I won't say that at all. I think it's it's one of the methods that you can choose as one of your investment strategies. So should you put your everything in there? Like some people believe you should. Absolutely not, in my opinion. But I'm not a financial advisor. This is just my, this is a conversation about finances, about financial strategy. But with something like that, that has, like, what, we're, we're 2022 right now. So that means it only has, um, it only has, what is that, 11 years of market share? Did I even do that math right? You see, I can barely even do the math. That's like, it's not that many years, it's like a decade. It's about around a decade of, of history to it. You know? And the people are shocked when they when they lose so much money and they're thinking like, oh, the market's gonna bounce back. They, like it's, it's trend shows gonna bounce back. They don't know that. It's still too new to like really judge it based on that. Have people made a lot of money on it? Heck yeah, they have. Have people lost a lot of money? Oh my gosh, yes they have. If you haven't heard about that, if you haven't heard about people losing money on it, and you don't watch anything. So people have been yelling about how much money they lost and how much the market has crashed. You know? And there's some investors who don't even watch. You may be like, I hate watching the news. I hate seeing all those, like, the mess of all the numbers and all everything. Well, what if you went, what if you went from the principle of how a company runs or how a family runs? Because a company is very similar to a family in ways. Like, if there's dysfunction in a family, it's going to fall apart. It's going to be drama. It's going to be... Um, lack of unity and lack of unity causes lower prices for the whole company um, so or, or, or our whole family so imagine within a within a corporation if it's if there's lack of unity it is not there's not proper communication there's chaos and discourse and within the company itself you can tell that that might be that might not be a place to invest within. Now, what I do think is really cool about cryptocurrency is that it's a technology. It's a technology that once the system is stabilized, you could possibly be able to look at the stock markets in a way to gain some inf some info on what could happen with the with the crypto market. If once it stabilizes, because it's just another version of investing. At first, it was just random collectibles, and people were shocked on what was out there. And 
what's worth what. They're still they're still wondering what projects are worth what, or what's the utility of this project. That they're confused. People are not sure. Which which um which is why the market fluctuates so um, savagely, so extremely, so chaotically. People are devastated. People have lost their lives just from how much the market's crashed because they don't know for sure. As much as they promise and like, oh yeah, this is gonna happen, it's gonna happen, nobody knows. It can stay down for the rest of our life. It can go down all the way to a few cents. It was at, like the Bitcoin alone was at 60,000 at one point. It can, stay, it can go down to a dollar if it wanted to and then stabilize there because now the market has finally found its balance and it continues. I'm not, I'm not even saying it's gonna end. It can just go down to something that is more, um, like equalizes the whole, like the utility of that system. The actual demand becomes reflected in the price or the actual utility. So, by nature, crypto is going to be a more risky investment but it can still be part of your financial strategy. You can have allocations for more risky um, investments and then have some for like more stable situations that I've shown over time that they've been solid. And then have some that are like insured, you know, like um, the index accounts. A lot of those, you're like insured that you're not gonna go under a certain amount. They'll pull you out if you go to a certain amount. Like they'll, it's like a bigger, it's a, a group of investment that they make with your with your money. You're like part of a bigger fund, an index account. Like it's, it's um, that's that's some some people that's their that's their main, their main um comfort is knowing that they don't have to look at their phones all day to see how the market is going or what they can pull out and pull in, but um, but that work of having to look at your phone often can make you a lot of money by knowing these trends. But because you're never going to be able to predict it all, you may lose a lot of money too. You may lose a whole lot of money. There's even people out there who bet against the stocks, meaning that they bet that the stocks are going to lose, or certain companies are going to lose money, so they bet against it. There's a name for it. I'm, I'm forgetting the name right now, but there's a name for that. So... Like investing on the lows or investing on the highs, or that's, um, it's, there's so many terminologies, and that also makes it confusing for people, and it um, creates a barrier of entry. Like they say, like I heard somebody say in a podcast a few a few days ago, they were like, um, and I've heard this before in other places. I'm not forgetting who the original person who said it, but they said that their coach told them because they're they're, a they're like a sports player. They said their coach told them if you want to hide something from an athlete, put it in a book. You know, which is like, it just means that there's a barrier entry. A barrier entry. People don't look in books. They're not trying to be cold text. They'd rather be, they'd rather be told directly or have it done for them, which I get. I understand that. And that goes with, with a lot of things, not just books. Like, it, you, wanna, you want to hide something, like, put it in a system. Put it in this whole, put it in the terminology. You know, the terminology of stock, of stock market is so confusing that people... Or like they laugh when they think of trying to get into it. They're like, oh, that's too much for me. Like those numbers, those those names, I don't know what those names mean. I don't know what this means. Like when really in one day, you could technically learn all of it. Maybe even less than a day. 
you watch your right videos. In fact, that's what I'm going to do. I already watch videos in the stock market, but I'm about to learn at a whole other level. I have a teacher that I really enjoy. Um, and, you know, she's, I'm going to I'll check her out. I'm going to watch it first, and then I'll shout her out afterwards. I've already shouted her out to one of my closest friends, and she's doing great with them. She loves the program. She's It's, it's called Travel and Trade. I'll just be real. It's Travel and Trade. But I don't want to say it's an endorsement because I'm still working on it. I'm working on taking my fear away from entering the market of stocks, of stock trading. You know? so the difference between stock trading and cryptocurrency, one of the many differences, in the stock market, there's, there's different laws that cover and govern the system when it comes to stock market. It governs, governs what can happen. That's why Martha Stewart went to jail for insider trading like many other people do at times. So there's laws in place. Cryptocurrency, mm, a little more shifty when it comes to laws. So of course there are laws that you gotta pay percentages on what you earn, like any other income. But as far as regulation within the blockchains, it's not so much so, so there yet. Like if you, let's say you were transitioning money or you're trying to get a transfer over to your account and you put the wrong number in or you put something you did something wrong and then your money goes somewhere else there's no calling a bank or calling the crypto gods or whoever that like there's no one to call to fix that for you it's called decentralized for a reason for some people that's exciting for some people they want the security of the of the um stock market not that there's really security there but at least if something shady went down you have a way a possibility to recover some of what you lost or at least get justice for what may have happened to you if you got scammed and scams happen one thing i will say though i know a lot of people think like oh crypto market that's so so much scams so many scams yeah, there's scams on there, but let's not pretend that there's not scams in these other markets as well, as in the in the regular USD um, um, USD money or like the money that's printed from our government, which is really the Federal Reserve. That's a whole different story, a whole different video that I don't think I'll ever do because it's a little bit too scary to do to talk about that that topic without getting assassinated, you know. So it's just there's so many possibilities. Once you decide that you even want to have a, a um, financial strategy, then you can plug and play different methods, see what works for you. But most, most importantly, don't invest what's going to hurt you at first. Or ever. Like, test it out first. You may lose at the beginning. You may lose some. And that's okay if you lose, if you plan correctly at the beginning to not, to not bet your shirt and shoes. Mm -hmm. So take a moment with yourself or your partner. Decide, like, look, look at what you're making right now. Look at your expenses right now. How much can you cut your expenses down, especially now that we're potentially heading into a recession 
which is hilarious to me because I feel like we've been in a recession for the last two years, or if not more. Um, so we're going deeper into a recession, in my opinions. Um, we're just going deeper and deeper into it. So what does it look like for you to cut down on your expenses? Like how much can you realistically cut down and not just cut it down to put it in your bank account, but how much can you re reallocate some of your expenses that you don't, maybe things you don't really care too much about. Maybe you don't really like um, a certain type of food or like you're, like you're okay with cutting that out out of your, out of your monthly, out of your weekly buying it or like, you know, Maybe you're willing to cut out, like, maybe you don't get so many massages or something, or some of y'all need, need massages, so I don't, I, don't really want, I don't really want to put self-care into those, but if there's ways you can cut down on certain things and, and reinvest that money into one of the markets or one of the investment opportunities we, we talked about on how to um, multiply your money or to at least have it growing and working for you, think about that. If you guys reach out to somebody who specializes and becoming your own bank. Make a phone call together yourself, if you're single or with your, with your partner. Figure out how to set up one of those, those life insurance plans where you can borrow from yourself and still have that money accruing for you. Even after you spent it, this is after you spent the money. Let's say I, let's say I, have, a, I have a life insurance plan. Let's say I have a million dollars in there, right? A million dollars. I need 300000 for a house. Ha <laughs> ha, hilarious, right? Must be in Texas somewhere for that kind of house. <laughs> I need three hundred grand. I put it out. I buy the house cash. My own policy still shows the million in there. I'm paying myself back. I'm still gaining interest on that four million. That four million. But the money I already I already bought the house. I own the house. So now the house is going up in profit because that's what happens over years. The houses, you know, they generate more and more equity. As the property values go up, which they do often, that's been a trend. You know, yeah, there's repairs and things, and there's certain other aspects to it depending on what state you're in. But so you're gaining money on that, and you're and as you're paying back yourself to your own um, to your own life insurance policy, you're getting money for that from that from that interest as well for the whole year. There's no limit in most states. So, have a discussion and see if you and your partner or you by yourself are willing to change the actual structure of how you do things daily. But, it'll still look the same because you're calling the arm you're calling or reaching out and requesting the money from your insurance policy they transfer it over to your checking account you don't need credit cards anymore because now you're your own bank then that money that comes in use your you use your debit card the same card you always use you can use that card i know i have a debit card and i use it for under credit too but not that it's credit but like i use it i can still use it as a credit card like i don't care you just it's easier a lot of times you sign and keep moving or put the code in, whatever it works, you know. I'm just saying that, like, you're still buying things the same way, but where the money's coming from is majorly different. And now, instead of the banks getting all of this money from you borrowing from them, all this interest that you have to pay them, now you're getting that interest. 
Now you're getting it yourself. And at the, end, at the end of the day, you still have your end of life benefits. But we have to get we have to get it out of our heads that it's like it's only for, you know, after you pass away. That's all life insurance is for. It's not like that. I'm so I'm so getting that over my head too. But I know like there's there's loopholes. There's loopholes that the rich have been using for so long. And if we don't educate ourselves, then we lose money. Every, everything you buy, every bit of money in your account right now, it's all you're all losing money automatically just because of inflation. So this kind of stops that process and, and allows you to accrue money. If it's done in the proper way, legally, of course. Fully, fully legal. Which is why it's important to give the right CPA, the proper CPA, properly trained um, life insurance agent. Not me. I don't have, I'm, not, I'm not a life insurance I'm not in that. But there is somebody who I feel like is very knowledgeable in this. I'm going to shout him out in this video. So I think that he um, can be of help to some people out there who are looking for somebody like this. Because like I said, there's not that many people out there who um, see who have this information. So this is Mark Willis. Mark, W-I-L-L-I-S. Mark Willis is his name. Let me see if I can... So not your average financial podcast. This is a podcast. If you want to hear more information on these types of um, these types of investment, so it's not your not your average financial podcast. It is a website too. I think it's called Lake Oh Lake Growth dot com. L A K E Growth G R O T. Oh gosh. <laughs> Let's start over. Lake Growth. So that's L-A-K-E-G-R-O-W-T-H dot com. So you can reach out and he can chat with you guys about it. He says, the website says, what if you could create wealth in a safe and predictable way and become your own source of financing? Now you can. Love that. You know, you, you may want to protect your money and grow your money. You may want to ensure your, your money is tax efficient. I'm reading from the website right now. You may want to keep your money available for all your goals in life, both now and in the future. Finally, you may want to pass your wealth on favorably to the people you care about. That's what we do. How might we help you? That's beautiful. Love it. Very simple, straight to the point. They do retirement solutions, banking on yourself. That's what it's called, bank on yourself. It's registered, trademarked. Um, so if, if you're if you're getting with somebody who's trained in that on the bank on yourself pro, uh, process, it can be very beneficial. I'm just giving this is just some little you know things that I'm that I'm even I'm looking into this too. So. I'm like, this is not sponsored. I'm just, this is something that I'm very interested in, that I've researched and that I feel like is going to be very helpful in the bigger picture. Um, estate planning, qualified rollovers for your taxes. That one's for, um, it's only a matter of time when you're faced with a decision, which you're going to do with your 401k, 403b, or IRA. But, but before you decide, it's important to understand all your options. You want to know your options, especially if you work too hard for money to come in. 
now you have options to figure out, okay, what do I want to do with this money? Like, how can I make it grow or at least secure it enough so I can live off of it for my, for my retirement or whatever it's going to be? Education solutions, paying for college or other education appropriately is vital, um, vital component to protecting your retirement savings or strategies offer um, advantages that allow you to recapture college, college cost and to pay for college in the most tax-efficient manner. Amazing. Business financing and business, business succession. I want to read this one too, I'm curious. So it says, entrepreneurs, real estate investors, e-commerce business, and more discover solutions with our firm that they won't find anywhere else. You have developed a strategy for large capital purchases. Now, have you developed a strategy for large capital purchases? Amazing. Have you guys created that strategy? No, I'm still working on mine too. So I'm not, this is not like an attack towards anyone. Like, why aren't you together on that? Why don't you know we, we don't learn these things. I don't know why my, in economics, if you went to a public school, maybe your private school is better, but public school, they don't teach you that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like public school teaches you how to be in debt. Teaches you how to get credit cards and be in debt and just, you know, Maybe it's different now, but back then it was not good. But I went to a nice school. It's just, it's just the, the type of schooling it is. Like, you know, it's just the type of, of, um, of principles they teach in these schools. And one more. Charitable planning. As you give gifts to an organization or group, Let's work through the process to arrange and ensure a smooth experience for all parties and, gener and generally impact the cause you care about the most. That can help your taxes too, depending, depending, on, depending on your situation. Real estate strategies, love this. Real estate can be a core component of your financial plan. Properly managing real estate, buying, buying and selling, and proactive use of your equity is a specialty we build into our conversations with clients. So I want to end it there. I want to do one more. Life, disability, and long-term care insurance. Insurance is essential to comprehensive financial foundation. Discover how it can protect you and your family from any undue hardship. We work with individuals, families, and businesses to assess and determine insurance needs. Love that. Love that. You know, so just, it's more than just insurance. Think about the plan. I have to get off in about a minute and 20 seconds because Instagram is cutting me off. You know how they do an hour limit. Um, but thank you so much for joining in. And I'll, I just want anyone who's listening to think and consider creating a financial plan strategy for yourself and your partners or your family who are, you know, just creating a, a strategy and teaching your kids about how to do it too once you learn. Teaching your friends about it. People aren't, people aren't realizing that they're just throwing their money out the window. You can still be buying the same things you do. You can still live your life the same way or similar, but have more money attached to it. So thank you so much. Oh, it looks like Notorious Nate got, got their hat from rockmercury.com. Thank you so much, Nate, for, for getting it. You love the hat. I'm so glad you love it. Again, you can get all of this merch, like this merch here from rockmercury.com. Thank you so much for joining in. I appreciate you all. Rock on, Mercuryans. Let me say it's a little small, but that's because I have a massive head. I got a big head, too. I got a big old head, too. So sorry, that was a one-size-fit-all for that particular hat. But we have lots of options on there for everyone. Thank you so much, Nate, for coming through. I got to get off in 21 seconds. It's, it's cutting me off. But um, thank you so much for coming through. 
Check out rockmercury.com and check for all the podcasts and every, all the videos. Have an awesome day. Rock on, Mercuryans. Link in the bio. Bio. <laughs> See y'all later. Financial strategy. Get yours.